The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away, and I will come back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Towards the uh, beginning of the COVID pandemic, uh, when churches were starting to reopen, I was sent to a parish uh, where the pastor was trying to reopen the church for the first mass uh, with all of the precautions. And you know, he was stressing about the, the dots on the floor, marking off all the pews, making sure that everyone knew all the protocols and that uh, there were enough sanitizers for in between masses. And, um, and of course, he was reading all of the emails from uh, various people coming in about their various thoughts about the precautions. And he came back to the rectory, um, back into the house one day after work and uh, after answering all those emails and, and he started singing. And he's not a person who sings much at all, uh, so this was especially unique, but he was singing uh, a song from the movie Frozen. <laughs> he was singing Let It Go. But it's, this, it's, it's the message that he knew he needed to hear. He knew he just needed to, you know, just let it go. There are all of these precautions and things that he's, the good things he's trying to do, um, but perhaps he's, he's um, working maybe too hard on it and just needs to let some of this thing, these things go. Because when we let things go, and yes, as the trope goes, let God, uh, his will is done. We can often have attachments to a lot of things that cause us problems. Certainly attachments to sin and to vice, but also attachments to the way that we think things should be. And these can often get in the way of God. Now, these attachments, they draw us to something with a, with a great force. And a lot of tension happens when the, the force of our desire meets the force of God, right? It causes tension and stress. Uh, causes pain, really. But in both cases where we remain against God and where we let go and turn to him, they both hurt. When we remain against God, that pain, that tension, remains for as long as we're against him. But when we turn to him, when we let go, 
that hurts us a little bit. But afterwards, we have peace. When we let things go, when we make our own choices match up with the desire of God, then God's plans will be completed. In the gospel, we see this. Because the apostles didn't want to let Jesus leave. They weren't rejoicing about the fact that Jesus was going to do God's will. But without Jesus going to do the Father's will, better things wouldn't happen. Without Jesus going to die on the cross, we wouldn't have salvation. And without Jesus ascending to the Father, we wouldn't have the Holy Spirit sent to dwell in our hearts. By the apostles letting go and letting uh, Jesus do what the Father wanted him to do, God did his best work. Similarly, we see uh, a controversy in the early church from the first reading. What is this predominantly Jewish, uh, culturally Jewish church to do with these Gentiles who are entering? Do they also have to live by the old law? And this controversy, um, it caused a disturbance in the peace of mind of the Christians. But when the Holy Spirit guided the apostles to their decision, and then they teach that, um, uh, right, as long as they uh, live an upright life and they keep free from pagan sacrifices and and the other things that we heard, then, then, then they're living the necessities of the Christian life. God is dwelling in their hearts as well, just as much in these, um, uh, in these Jewish Christians. And it's from this teaching of the apostles, from these first bishops, that uh, uh, some of the people had to let go of their thoughts about how they thought the church should be. And they had to let go of how they thought that some other people should be living the Christian life. Now, um, how do we know what the will of God actually is? Right? Um, it, it, uh, we know that he wants us to be in peace, but we have to do some work to figure out what God just wants us to do. One way in which we can also certainly know is to just use our own mind, to use our reason, to know what is God's will. If you love me, follow my commandments, our Lord says in the gospel. Uh, so with our own reason, we can hear the commandments of, of Jesus, to the, the Ten Commandments as well, as well as love your neighbor as I have loved you. Um, we can apply that with our own reason to our life. Um, we don't need a great inspiration to know that we should care for the poor that we shouldn't um, uh, send an angry email. Uh, that's, these things are knowable by our reason, which is a gift of God. Uh, we also can follow the teachings of the church. We see that in the first reading, how the first bishops taught the Christians how to live the Christian life. From, their, from the current teaching of our bishops, we can know how to live the Christian life. The second way, aside from our reason, in addition to our reason, is to listen to God, is to pray, to let him inform your mind and to let him lead your heart in prayer. The great litmus test of all of these things is that after you've completed these actions, after you're doing what you think might be the will of God, you have to ask yourself, is this the peace that Jesus gives or is it the peace that the world gives? So, okay, now we know the will of God, so what do we do about that? 
How do we make our will match up? How do we let go of what we want to do? It really, it, it takes a choice. It takes uh, an act of your own will um, to make a decision that I'm going to live by what God has made clear is his holy will. Um, and this requires, there's a negative aspect to it, which is sort of hidden, in that you are not going to do that other thing anymore. You're not going to believe that other one. But more importantly, there's the positive aspect of how you're living. So there's a, a, a greater committal to what you're going to be doing. So when you know the will of God, you commit to doing that thing. Think of it like in the vows at marriage. Uh, when a, a husband makes his vows to his wife, um, he's, he is uh, uh, letting go of his life as a bachelor. So the way that he used to live in that, around the house or whatnot, he's letting go of those things. But that's not a necessarily active thing that he's doing because what he's actively doing is committing himself to something else. He's committing himself to his wife. So in order to let go of something, we need to say first, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm, I want to let this go, but then I'm committing myself to do your will, to do what the church teaches. So we can take a minute often when, uh, when God's will is clear before us, take a minute and just tell God, Jesus, I surrender. I let go of this vice, this sin, this attachment, this desire, this way that I think things should be going, this way I think that person should be acting. And then the positive act, Lord, help me to live as you want. Help me to live as you would. Help me to live as the church teaches. And then go about your work, knowing that God is dwelling in you. God is giving you all the grace you need to live his commandments. Because he's giving you all of the grace you need to live in peace. So if there's something causing anxiety, causing your heart to be troubled, take some time, pray on that. Ask yourself, is this the plan? Is this the will of the God of love and mercy? Is this a, is this a thing I can let go of so I can better live in the peace of God? Because when our desires match up with the desires of God, he dwells in us and there's peace. The joy and peace of living the Christian life is letting go of our own desires so that we can honestly say to our loving Father, thy will be done. <laughs>